Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm so glad you're here as usual. And we're going to talk about a really big deal this week because sometimes people get really concerned when someone suggests that unconditional love may not be all that it's cracked up to be and not something to strive for. So we're going to talk about that. And before we do that, I just want to invite you, you know, if you're sitting afraid to be on Facebook because you've got difficult things to talk about and you want to be safe, you you don't want to be in a Facebook group and be concerned that a partner, a family member or something is uh, in there too, stalking there, maybe have a false account. Uh, And if None of those things are true, but you want a safe place to talk to me and to talk to other people and have various levels of membership. I really invite you to come over and be a member at OptimizeCircles.com. OptimizeCircles.com. That's my very safe off social media membership site, and it'll be a safe place for you Um, I'm in there all the time talking in the discussion threads, and so um, that's where I prefer to be rather than on social media. Other levels of it, there are three levels. You can join one that has all of the basics plus webinars, and another has all of the basics plus webinars plus two group Ask Me Anything calls with me directly a month. So there's a whole lot there for you. Just wanted to mention it right up front in case as you get into this topic, you think, oh, I want to talk to her more about it. Then there is a clear way that you can be. Be a member at OptimizeCircles.com. And also, if you need to know more about me, of course, go to my website for F-O-R Relationship Help, H-E-L-P dot com. So that's enough of that. Let's get on with talking about four scary reasons that unconditional love may be a dangerous myth. And it's not what you think. Unconditional love. Wow, it sounds so good, so right, so worth pursuing, even so righteous. And it sounds like perfection and success and world peace and Miss America pageant material. But it can be a trap. Okay, stay with me because this is you're going to find this very interesting. Things to think about you might not have thought of before. Because buying the myth that it's possible to love everyone unconditionally will keep you feeling perpetually inadequate. Can you relate to that? 
If you think you should, you must, a good person would love every single person unconditionally, you will perpetually feel inadequate. So can you actually, in real life, within the human condition, can you actually imagine being able to accept another adult without him or her having to meet any conditions? Or to love them completely, no matter how they behave? I wonder, can you really? Is it wise? Maybe you can from a distance. Sometimes a really big distance. But that's not usually the way people interpret unconditional love. So think about it. By all means, give unconditional love to babies and young children. But beyond that, what about standards and values and morals and justice and legality and boundaries? Are you ready to let them go? Because unconditional love dismisses them. So here are four very important reasons why unconditional love may not be a healthy model for growing up adult relationships. I know, heresy to some, but I want you to think about this because you really need to think about these things if you're in a relationship with a hijackal, one of those relentlessly difficult people I talk about. So here are these four important reasons why unconditional love is not as healthy as you might think for growing up relationships. One, Unconditional love can be a toxic myth because it insinuates that non-acceptance is a bad thing, that boundaries and issues and feelings, even conflict is bad because we should accept everything. In fact, more than accept everything, Unconditional love demands that we blindly love the person and the behaviors. What enabling nonsense, in my opinion. Yes, I absolutely believe in love. Yes, I absolutely believe that everyone deserves love. And I believe that some people are toxic to have in your life. They may deserve love because they draw breath and take up space, but you don't have to be in relationship with them. And there's nothing wrong with loving them from a distance. In fact, it's the safest and best place to do it in most cases. So we don't want to get into some myth that is sort of telling us that we need to enable people to behave badly. Do you see the distinction I'm talking about? I have a very strong spiritual path, so I'm not in any way suggesting that that we don't want to be loving people and we don't want to be coming from love. But this overpowering idea that unconditional love is just something that we should, we must, we have to give to everybody is too enabling. Relationships have issues. And healthy relationships demand working through those issues in a mature and positive way. Negotiating appropriate and reasonable conditions for a mutually satisfactory experience of love between partners. A mutually satisfactory experience of love between partners. Hmm. Okay. 
You see how that fights with the idea of unconditional love, that you just love them no matter what they do or what they say or who they are or how they behave? You're not going to have a mutually satisfaction experience of love between partners in that case. So you establish some known conditions and negotiate new agreements to create safety and trust. And then you create a non-manipulative, game-free space so that you can grow together and flourish. That's what a mature adult relationship does. So it's very important for us to see that unconditional love can be a toxic myth. We got to think it through really deeply. And that's what I'm here to help you do today. I'm not denying it. I'm just saying, let's think it through. So the second way, unconditional love can be like a get out of jail card free to people. If someone loved you unconditionally, you would be free to treat them any old way you want. You could lie, you could cheat, you could manipulate, exploit, abuse, and you'd never be called on it. So you would love it if someone loved you unconditionally. And if you happen to be a hijackal and you want to use the power of this person's spirituality over them, every time that they would say that something doesn't please them, the hijackal would say, well, you're not very unconditionally loving, are you? Don't you live the principles that you espouse? And then they'd go on and behave like hijackals do. What would they do? Lie, cheat, exploit, seduce, manipulate, betray, deceive. And they'd never expect to be called on it. In fact, they'd turn it and twist it on you because you're the person who says you're supposed to be unconditionally loving. So why are you calling me on my poor behaviors? See how that works? So how can that be loving? It certainly isn't healthy. So when I'm working with the partners and the exes and the adult children of these relentlessly difficult, disturbing people I call hijackals, and I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing, and if you want to talk to me, you can. Because I work with all these people, I clearly see the failings and the impossibilities of unconditional love in the relationship. Hijackals want to hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. So if you believe in unconditional love, they want emotional, verbal, and physical advantages because they want to win no matter the cost, right? So every time you lose every time you lose. Because in that whole equation where they're holding you to the standard of unconditional love, the hijackal, if you were to give them unconditional love, is having a get out of jail free card. Do you see that? Not going to work. So you lose every time and it will be a relationship made precisely for a horrible result. So what's the third way that it might be a scary myth? The term, this will be news to you, probably, because it was to me when I first understood it, the term unconditional love has a surprising and out-of-context origin. Wikipedia 
says, just in case you thought that the term came from some spiritual tradition, it didn't. You got that? It didn't come from a spiritual tradition. Eric Fromm, who was a psychologist, he introduced the idea in 1934, and he wrote about it in his book, The Art of Loving, in 1956. Now listen up, because this is where it came from. He suggested several kinds of love, the first being a mother's unconditional love for her infant. She has no expectations for the baby to live up to. She simply loves it because it breathes. And in that same book, though, he states that a father's love has to be different. It has to be, believe it or not, somehow deserved. Fromm says that the father sets the standard a child must meet if he or she wants love. Okay, you seeing how thick this is now? How where it came from does not mean the same thing and how it has been broadened and used and used against you? So that's the original place that you find the term unconditional love. Do you see why you have to question the idea now? Because in Fromm's work, unconditional love was for infants. And yes, by all means, let's have more of that. Let us love babies. Let us love and validate and protect and care for young babies and children. But generalizing it to all people in all situations, it's just not a good idea. Why? Well, basically, it's an unattainable myth. It absolutely guarantees you'll fail. And while you're doing it and not doing it, it'll keep you feeling small and always striving and guilty and never good enough. So it'll perpetuate your low self-esteem. And if you happen to be with a hijackle, they would just love to hit you over the head with it if you professed that you believed in unconditional love. Then you wouldn't be able to call them on any of the things that they do. Now, when I say call hijackles on what they do, I have a whole philosophy about how to do that. And you know that from listening to this podcast, I'm sure. But you would never be able to say, I don't like that, or that feels unkind, or that hurts my feelings, or I feel disrespected. You would just have to unconditionally love them. Just a blasphemous of love, no matter what they do. In my book, Kaizen for Couples, I emphasize that mutuality, mutuality is essential for healthy relationships. And I wrote there, mutuality is for emotional grown-ups. It is based on an interest in each other as whole complex people living in the present moment. When dependents or codependents are consistently present in a relationship, mutuality cannot be. Mutuality, then, is a defining condition for a healthy, mature relationship. Healthy relationships, in my opinion, cannot be unconditional because that would call for either continuing masochism or endless self-sacrifice. Did you hear that? <laughs> to be unconditional in your living with another human being who's an adult 
would be continuing masochism or endless self-sacrifice. And who would want to live like that? And if you're with a hijackal, they want you to live like that so much because then they can do whatever they want, say or be however they want, and hurt you however they want. Not good. Okay, have I got you thinking? I hope so. Because this may be all new to you. You may have resistance to it because you've been told so many times that a good person behaves in unconditionally loving ways. It's not true unless you're applying it to yourself. And even then, you don't want to be a nasty person so you don't have unconditional regard for when you behave badly either. All right, the fourth way. Unconditional love undermines justice. Got that? Unconditional love undermines justice. (sighs) If we had to be unconditionally loving, there couldn't be any sanctions or punishments for those who've hurt other people. Crazy, right? If life has purpose and meaning, which most people believe it does, there can be no such thing as an unconditional experience. We're creatures of perception, and everything has purpose or meaning. And we're confronted by conditions that invite us and allow us to learn and grow. And we give things meaning, and we decide what the purpose of things are. But unconditional love wipes all that out. It dismisses the significance of ourselves and others as unique human beings. And it makes all behaviors okay. And they're not. Do you want to live in a world where all behaviors are okay? I don't think so. Do you want to walk down the street where anybody can take a gun and shoot you at any time? I know that's an extreme example. But then it would have to be okay. I just don't think we think about this topic enough. I think we use the idea of unconditional love as a big should, a big stick to hit people with to say, oh, you know, if you were a good person, if you were a spiritual person, if you if you lived by spiritual principles, you would be unconditionally loving. Great. You'd also be a first-class doormat. Absolutely. Lie down, let anybody walk over you. I hope that this is a wake-up call for you. I am a deeply spiritual person. I have been the leader of several spiritual organizations, so I know all of the meaning of this. And I really wanted to share with you that it didn't come. The idea of unconditional love did not come from a spiritual tradition and it's been adopted and it's a way to put people down and make them feel small and if you're with a hijackal you got enough of that going on without thinking that you have to accept and love them no matter what they do or say you don't so as I said, unconditional love just wipes out and dismisses the significance of ourselves and others as unique human beings. And it makes all behaviors okay, and all behaviors are not okay. 
Who wants to live in a world where all behaviors are okay? So, lots to think about. I'm sure that you likely for the first time have heard where the term unconditional love came from. And you may have been under the impression that it came from a spiritual book. And yes, if you read Course in Miracles or whatever, and you read things that have been written since 1956 when this term started to be known, yes, they will include those words. But remember where they came from. They came from Eric Fromm saying that mothers should unconditionally love their babies and young children. Very different. Very, very different. So I invite you to communicate with me in OptimizeCircles.com. Become a member. Come over there and chat. Ask your questions. And uh, certainly, if you'd like to work with me, you know to go to ForRelationshipHelp.com slash join. I have that wonderful offer of a first hour with me, full hour session for only $97. So we can get some work done and see what kind of a fit we are to continue working and get you the results you want in life. So I think I've set the world on fire enough tonight and uh, put a little fire under you perhaps to think about unconditional love in a new light. And I'm so glad you're with me as I always am. If you've enjoyed this, please invite your friends to come. Be sure to subscribe. Go to my website and hit the podcast button and just subscribe. And you can also subscribe to my other podcast, Emotional Savvy, The Relationship Help Show. And then you will get a notice every time that there's a new episode for you. And uh, it'll help you, help you define things in your life, have, help you to figure things out, to make decisions and to move forward, to have the next steps that are best for you. And that's why I do this. I want the best for you. I want the best for our world. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm delighted you're here, and I look forward to talking with you every week. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4RelationshipHelp.com, F-O-R, Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4RelationshipHelp. Join me for next week's show.